I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Are you Tony Stank? Don't get technical with me. She needs to sort out her priorities. That's no moon. I can do this all day. Yeah, I know. So who talks first? You talk first? I talk first. Welcome to the A Plus Z Movie Review Podcast. I'm the A, that stands for Alex. And I'm the Z, that stands for Zach. And we apologize in advance. Uh, we are recovering <laughs> from our second bout uh, with COVID. Yeah. Very Still, mild. Very mild. We're fine. Still have a lingering cough. That's why I sound like this. Hello. Um, and, I'm sorry. And that also included a little delay in uh, being able to go back and see a movie. Uh, and so we've gotten back to the movies to go see exactly what we told you we were going to see this time. Yes. We tested negative and then went to the movie. As one should do. As one should do. Uh, we saw... Ticket to Paradise, the newest rom-com uh, headliner with uh, two of our favorites, George Clooney, Julia Roberts, Ugh. chemistry off the charts. Off the charts. As it, as it always has been. Uh, what did you, uh, you think of the movie, Alex? Let's get right into it. Oh, actually, before that. Oh, God. Before we get right into anything. I was literally about to say a word, and I just... Because, well, we can't, we can't go too far in without letting people know. Where they could find us. This all started on a silly little Instagram story thing that graduated to an actual Instagram thing. And you can find us on Instagram at a.c underscore movie review. And you can find us on Twitter at a underscore z underscore movie review, uh, where you can find our thumbs up, thumbs down reactions, quick thoughts on the movie, and uh, Here's here's a, a audio version of those quick thoughts. <laughs> Alex, what did you think of the movie? Um, I mean, it's rom-com goodness. Like, mm-hmm. you're not getting a cinematic masterpiece out of this one. Um, it did its job in a way, but in thinking about it, we saw the movie last night. Mm-hmm. In thinking about it since then, I'm just curious as to how slash why this was made oh well like it's <laughs> it's not necessarily a new take on a rom-com it's not i mean it's no. very formulaic it doesn't break the, like here's the the quick s- synopsis which is like pretty straightforward a man george clooney and his ex-wife julia roberts raced to bali indonesia to stop their daughter, uh, Caitlin Devers, from marrying a seaweed farmer. Uh, his name is Maxime Bautier. Uh, as they desperately try to sabotage the wedding, the bickering duo soon find themselves rekindling old feelings that once made them happy together. Yeah. So, again, not reinventing the wheel no, here. Nothing, nothing extraordinary, but... I'll, I will, like, okay. Yeah. Let me just say, I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed hanging with... George and Julia. Yes. But it just it there's better rom-coms out there. Like sure. there's there's Look, there's I don't understand I f- I feel like George and Julia just wanted to go to Bali for a month. So, and they were like, how can we arrange this? There's, and like write it off like tax-wise. There are two things that stand out to me in this movie. Um one is that this feels like a commercial for the Bali Tourism Board more than anything else for the majority of it. Because they're just like, wow, look how beautiful. Wow, what wow. a beautiful place. Look, look wow, this, most beautiful these, place. You know, oh my gosh, most beautiful place. Of these beaches and jungles and, you know, there's all that. And then when the movie ends, during the credits, we get an old school blooper reel, which oh is basically just, gosh. hey, you guys like George Clooney and Julia Roberts. That's why you're here. Here's them being wacky together. I'll for tell like two you, minutes. though, that was the funniest part. That's what I'm that's there's, that's what stood out to me. Yeah, there's literally like two moments. I recall not specifically. I just took note in my brain. Mm-hmm. There are two moments where I laughed or like, ah, ha, ha, that was funny. 
the actual times I was actually just genuinely laughing and enjoying what I was seeing on the screen was that blooper reel. That blooper reel was hilarious. But I just, I don't understand this. I mean, okay. When you go and see a George Clooney, Julia Roberts movie, it's not necessarily going to be a bad movie. Mm-hmm. It, this one just wasn't great. It was fine. I'll give it a sideways thumb. As I said that it was a, a Bali tourism video, uh, it doesn't look like this was actually filmed in Bali. Oh, of course not. <laughs> of course not. Where was it filmed? Queensland, Australia. Yeah, sure. Uh, with a bunch of other locations along the Gold Coast of Australia, which is sort of close to Bali, but sure. it's not that close sure. to Bali. Um, yeah, look, did I, I enjoyed my time. Was it formulaic? Yes. Did I enjoy myself? Yes. Did, did it almost get me a a little like, oh, emotional parents love for a minute for like a half minute. But there's also so much of it that's just like schlocky. Yeah. Uh, rom-com stuff, which some people are totally into that you know you can very get into that stuff like the whole subplot with uh julia roberts and her pilot boyfriend oh my god very bad as played by lucas bravo yeah known for being the heartthrob of emily in paris on netflix oh is he now yeah Hmm. this movie does a masterful job at making this very attractive man look like an absolute doofus yeah and honestly, I didn't care for that. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get into as much as you can get into the nitty gritty details of it in a minute. But I think, is it a thumbs up or a thumbs down for me? I don't know. I was, I, I'm literally thinking about that as I'm watching the movie. And it's like, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. But yeah. it's also, I, can t- I know it's not like high cinema. <laughs> um, I don't know. I give, I, give it a, I give it a thumbs up just because it's like, you know what you're getting like either either we went into this like expecting like a fun rom-com and it was just awful or you go into it expecting a fun rom-com and you come out it's like oh, it's, a, it's a fun rom-com you know it's not like a thumb way up i'm not saying that it needs Stop. Awards, a soft thumbs up awards consideration it's just like yeah i enjoyed it it did it, it accomplished its mission i i enjoyed myself Honestly, for the uh how long is this movie 104 minutes not a big commitment tight very yeah. tight um what got me kind of over the hump of like yeah this was kind of bad just just look at it as if Danny Ocean and Tess got together had a kid it didn't yeah. work out there's threads there because Julia Roberts character mm-hmm. is an she's a art gallery yeah. owner like <laughs> hello yeah. yeah yeah Danny and Tess got yeah. together had a kid split up and this is the next this is just like a bonus oceans movie it is the the chemistry between them is is the highlight of the movie. You can and tell they are friends. They enjoy working together. Yeah, it, they it, enjoy just being together. Period. It is truly one of those movies where it's like everybody's had a good time being on vacation, and you can tell. I love but, um the daughter Caitlin Deaver Dever Deaver with an S. Really, I thought it was. Oh no, singular. no, you're right. It is. Yeah, is Deaver. Sorry, she's fantastic. We saw her in Booksmart. And I think her, I think before she was in Booksmart, she was on that Tim Allen show, Last Man Standing. Correct. But then after Booksmart, her, her stock went way up and she's just been a busy, busy gal. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't say that she had to work very hard in this movie. There aren't, I mean, there are some emotional, like, swells for her but she does her job she just sort of looks doe-eyed and is happy to be on this beachfront with this attractive man and yeah you know whatever but and her her best friend billy lord she but she's great i love caitlin billy i (laughs) i like billy lord the person i don't think i like billy lord the actress I, I I think she played her role exactly as she needed to be played. But everything I've seen her in, she's playing that person. Yes. And I just don't, I just don't 
like it. Yeah, I don't kind of the the party for the party friend. Yeah, is, is what she's been. Well, she was in Booksmart too. Yeah, right. As the party as the friend. party friend. I think I don't want to take away from any of her skills or ability, but I think she gets a lot of where I think I think she. How how do I phrase this? She's Carrie she's, Fisher's daughter. Yeah. She gets a lot of play being Carrie Fisher's daughter. Sure. Um, I don't know. She's she's got plenty of time to do more stuff in her career. But I think sure. It, and I think when she's in stuff, she does it well. I think she can also do whatever she wants. Truly. Yeah. True. So. Uh, and then uh, the boyfriend, uh, G'day, uh, as played <laughs> by uh, Maxime Bautier, who's a French-born Indonesian actor. He's fine. I. Like wasn't my favorite. He's a necessary piece in the story, but yeah, you know whatever. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, that's our quick thoughts. We'll we'll go through a rundown here uh, on Ticket to Paradise. Oh come on! You've got to be kidding me. Excuse me, ma'am. I need to sit somewhere else. We used to be married. Worst nineteen years of my life. We were only married for five. I'm counting the recovery. All right, let's get into uh, plot details for Ticket to Paradise. Um, they get right into the George and Julia relationship. We're not going to call them by their names. I don't even remember that they are. They're the Cottons. Georgia and David. Da- his name was David? His name was David. His but, name was George. But Right. Well, they insist on calling him Mr. Cotton. Yes. You know, as like a, you know, the, the young... Uh, fiance trying to be like oh uh, hello uh parents and julia roberts the cool mom oh you can call me georgia and then george Clooney, the hard dad you can call me mr cotton yeah anyway they start off with like kind of a, a quick backstory on their proposal and their marriage and their fallout and then you get really thrown directly into the oh they're old flames that can't stand being around each other and you get a lot of the the snipping back and forth as they go to uh caitlin devers graduation um lily lily is her name yes lily cotton um what do you think of the introduction and kind of the establishment of their their snippy relationship i liked it it sets the tone right away and i i mean i think i think as much as those two enjoy working together they like also jabbing each other too Mm -hmm. so yeah no i mean it was fine Again, you, and you see that in the blooper reel at the end, too, where oh, there's an extended gosh. part of them, like, calling each other names. Oh, um, yes. Look, here's my thing with their relationship as it plays out throughout the movie. Yes, they are mad at each other all the time. But it's one of those things where, yeah, you guys have too much chemistry to not, like, yeah. like each other. It's, it's, like it's, a- it's weird seeing them, like, be as directly angry at each other all the time where it's, like... You guys still like you can't have that sort of chemistry with somebody and not like it's honestly have that attraction still. And this is a very specific reference. It's a Lorelai and Christopher thing. Sure. Those two from have Gilmore Girls for the uninitiated. Yes, from Gilmore Girls. Those two have chemistry as much as Christopher sucks. Yeah. Every time he comes around, they always wind up kind of just the 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 stares into each other's eyes last just a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, for all the reasons why it doesn't work, the chemistry just forces it together anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, and they, they get into more of the, the issues of the, the relationship later. But they, uh, Caitlin Davis, Lily, gets uh, graduated and her and Billy Lord go off to Bali for vacation before she's supposed to join her big important job in Chicago as a lawyer. But of course, they get there. And they're lost at sea, and they get rescued by a handsome seaweed farmer. Uh, and uh, what did you think of their chemistry? Billy Lord and no, 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 no. Caitlin Deaver and and uh, Good Day. It was as it needed to be for the movie to exist. I didn't buy it at all. No, I think I think no. honestly, their the writing for those characters was terrible. Well. Because her thing that she keeps saying is like, whenever they're like, oh, you know, you can't be happy. And she's like, 
oh, I, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Everything's so beautiful. And it's like, okay, but you're not talking about this guy yeah. who you just found. Oh, he's so kind and amazing. And it's like, okay, but what, you know, what, what else? Like besides they, right. They don't really sell it. And of course, later when the parents are trying to break it up and they're sort of like, oh, you're just infatuated with this beautiful island. And she keeps talking about the beautiful island. It's like, yeah, you see what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, one of, probably the weaker part is 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 their bit. Again, you're you're here for George and Julia. The everything else is sort of set up for what they're doing. Um and they sort of bring it around by the end when you get to the to the actual wedding and trying to like make it seem like they've gone through uh Lily Lily and uh, Day have gone through some ups and downs over the course of these couple days to rediscover, like, no, we, we do want to be committed to each other. Um, but at the beginning, it's just like, oh, she gets pulled up onto the boat and, oh, wow, staring into his eyes for an uncomfortably long time. Something that literally only happens in a movie. Like, I'm sure it's happened to people, but it's like you get up there and you just like you're just stuck staring and you're falling in love head over heels like immediately. It's like, eh. He's just some dude that rescued you on a boat. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe it's just. And they get like straight to it really quickly at the. At the dance later. If it's just my own. Brain function, I couldn't I couldn't do what she did where she goes on like this, what, 10 day vacation and then just yeah, decides like to abandon her entire life at home. Yeah. Over the course of 30 days. Right. Because that's the th- I guess it's illustrating that the parents aren't like they're kind of hands off at this point but like if i knew my daughter was supposed to be starting a job in chicago in three weeks as like a lawyer and somehow after her 10-day vacation i didn't hear from her for the next 20 days because the 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 little time thing that happens like they have this this night out then it cuts back to uh, United States, and it says 37 days later. Yep. In none of that 37 days did you ever say, like, hey, where are you? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, what's up? It yeah. just gets spring on you, like, oh, what? She's getting I married? I don't know, yeah. It's it was very like, it was very unearned. I... It, it, it's, We've talked it's cliche about in that way. Yeah. It's cliche in that way where it's like, oh, the, the, the young girl goes off to the beautiful tropical paradise, and I just can't do my, my life. And it's like, that's kind of weak. It's kind of weak. Yeah, no, I get it. I mean, it does kind of happen to people. Honestly, I feel like there was an opportunity missed for Julia Roberts to look at Caitlin Deaver and say, you know, I've done the eat, pray, love thing. Yeah. They totally could have done that. Could totally could have done that. Like, yes, it's amazing now, but let's Because what is what has she done besides like live on that seaweed farm for like a a week? Right. Exactly. I don't know. It's <laughs> like just, they 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 have a night out. I mean, this is that this is that thing of of pulling on the thread. Yeah. We shouldn't we shouldn't pull on the thread too hard. Sure, but like they have they have a night out. They kiss on the pier. She wakes up in his bed, but he says, "Oh, I slept on the floor." And it's like, "Oh, he's respectful of me." Well, and she wakes up to find him plucking the seaweed and he learns about the seaweed she's farming. She's like, "I feel so What did she say? Off center, I'm or at center. I don't remember. She's implies that she's just finding finding some some peace here. Yeah, and I mean, like, it, she she intimates that she she had been working all the all of her adult life, I guess, to uh, get to this point to graduate to become a lawyer. And does she really want that? It's like, well, yeah, you can think about that and have your vision quest, but it's like, yeah, I don't know. Like, what do you? Anyway, 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 so George and Julia George hop and on Julia, a plane. They get they get notified. They have a funny com- phone conversation. Hop on the plane, and wouldn't you know it, they're supposed to sit next to each other on the plane. Uh oh, they caught. They can't possibly stand the sight of each other. They need to be in separate time zones at all times. With like the most <laughs> annoying seatmate seatmate yeah. i i don't know what i would do if i sat next to a woman like that the, the the it's this is in the trailer i think where it's like the woman sits down and is like oh the talkative seatmate that wants to like get in conversation with you and she wants 
to endear herself to you because, you know, if the plane goes down, then you need to be pulled out of the wreckage. Ha ha. Um, and just the back and forth. And then on to the plane. Another. How, what a surprise. Uh, the pilot for this flight is now going to be Julia Roberts. Uh, boy toy. Uh, his name is Peter D Paul 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 yeah no last name given (laughs) just Paul it's Uh, a surprise (laughs) (laughs) and it's a surprise and Julia Roberts character hates surprises and he will surprise her multiple times throughout the movie and it's like surprise her he always agrees with her. It's immediately. It's smothering. It's immediately a thing of like, oh, they don't belong. Like, again, the movie lays it on pretty thick in all these instances. But he comes on the plane and it's like, oh, yeah, he's gorgeous. But he's insufferable. Yeah. Like, sh- yes, she's with him because he's a handsome man. Not because she wants to, like, spend any legitimate time with this person. Uh. I don't know it it they established so many characters as annoying right off the bat there's no like um nuance to a lot of these people you know correct anyway uh they get on the plane halfway through the flight George Clooney goes to get another drink they're making out in the bar area it's like isn't somebody supposed to be flying the plane you know it it the would you here's a here's an interesting question rom-com is this movie funny? It's not. I like I said, <laughs> there were only two moments where I genuinely laughed. There's lot. I mean, there's lots of bits where it's like trying to be funny, and it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna do a funny thing here where everybody's gonna be swimming with dolphins, and the one dolphin is gonna come and <laughs> and knows George Clooney right in the nuts. You never see that happen. You don't even see what the actual injury is. You see no blood oh, at any like point. A, I, there is a cut on his leg. There's Right, but you don't see it. No, right. You, you, they you don't see, show that at all. You see when he's being dragged onto the beach, but then they yeah. never, like, and like If that's like it. your physical humor bit, yeah. like, okay, well, that was poorly done. Like, no, it's just, oh, no, it wasn't funny. <laughs> um, so when George and Julia get there, they, uh, they make the plan of like, hey, we got to sabotage this. We can't have our daughter go through this. We're going to Trojan horse it. Um, you know, basically saying, like, let her know it's okay. And then slowly, like, poison the well and, uh, and get this thing to not work. I honestly wish we did get a moment where one of them was like, Lily, what the fuck are you doing? What are you doing? Like, yeah, like well, have, especially, have Lily <clears throat> convince us that this is the right thing. Especially because later in the movie, there, Lily has that conversation with them or with Julia about Paul. And it's like, okay. Well, um, ma'am. Yeah, let's ha- <laughs> let, why don't we do this right then? That, that is another frustrating part where, as we said, them trying to convince us of their relationship. They don't really do a good job. It just sort of happens. And I feel that way about Jordan and Julia, too. But we'll, we'll get there when, yes. when that happens later in the movie. Um, th- so then they go through this course of there's all these things that they do to break them up. They steal the rings for the ceremony. The George Clooney has this talk with Gadea on the beach about like, Oh yeah, I know. She's definitely gonna want to. You know, this is nice for yeah, now. Yeah, she's flighty. Don't don't get your hopes up. Um. Yeah, it's just it's funny because as I'm looking at the the recap of this, this part is actually the smallest bit of the of the the recap because it's pretty it's pretty rote. It's just like they go on these misadventures. Sometimes it's sort of fun. Sometimes it's like it like the thing that I didn't enjoy. Uh, was when Julia Roberts does steal the rings from the kid. And then the kid is clearly upset because they feel like the kid is messed up. And it's like, yeah, that's kind of messed up. That's yeah. a messed up thing to do. And then when they find the rings later, uh, it's like it, it should be, it is a big moment in, in that moment. But it should be a thing of where they actually feel bad and they don't really. They just sort of paper over it and move yeah. on because why linger on that in, in, in a movie like this? The other... I don't know, lane, plot line, whatever. 
of this movie that is focused on George and Julia is talking about how they got together in the first place and their story. Mm-hmm. And basically there's a scene in a bar with Billy Lord where George says that he bought this plot of land. They were it was on the lake. They were going to build a house there and things were already falling apart and George is saying like all he tried to do was just get them in that house and everything would be fine. And of course, right before um like right before they're almost done or I don't know, there's the I house forget. will be constructed. Yeah, yeah. It, it burns down, basically. Yeah. And a few weeks later, they divorced. So it sets up this big dramatic thing or this moment, this place, like all of this stuff to kind of, you can, I mean, if you know a rom-com, you can kind of foresee like, oh, they're going to get back together and it's going to happen at this place. And you do find out eventually that he still owns the land right he hasn't built anything but like i kind of you know you as a rom-com person you you can foresee like oh they're gonna get back together it's gonna be on that plot of land they're gonna build a house together everything's gonna be great yeah um but first you gotta deal with the paul problem because paul is right that's around. It's still the barrier in their way paul shows up surprise after so they have a night of drinking oh and george and julia that actually was the best part that was was seeing yeah george and julia play beer pong with bali moonshine or whatever and then they just play they play some some dance moves and these two just have the best time and that was really fun to watch yeah it's just hey guys go have fun for an hour we'll videotape it uh and yeah fun as you said, probably the most fun that the movie has. And then they wake up in the same bed, wearing each other's clothes. Oh gosh, what happened? Nothing happened. They skinny dipped. Okay, no, we didn't. We didn't do anything bad. But Paul is knocking on the door. How do we get out of this one? Well, they switch rooms, and everything's and fine. It's just like it's it's a funny hijink sequence. I think that was pretty funny of them, like kind of. Oh, we gotta switch the room. I thought I thought that was a little funny. Uh. Oh, that's they, following that. They go to that cursed island. Yes, they go to because uh, again, George Clooney is trying to find ways to break them up. Uh, so he did research and found this cursed temple where, if unmarried couples go into it, it you know dispels doom for their relationship. Uh, when they get there, Gaday knows the temple. He's like, "Yeah, we shouldn't do this," and he and uh, Lily leave. Why no one? This is my, one of the things that I was like, "What the hell." Like they get there and then like they nobody turns around and says, Hey, where'd Lily and Gadego? Because they didn't tell them they were gonna yeah. leave. They just left. And it's like if I was George Julia, wouldn't I be like, wait, where'd our daughter and her fiance go? I'd be pushing her up the mountain. <laughs> right. It just just a weird thing. They go into the temple thing. Uh Paul goes to propose to Julia Roberts. Surprise, Surprise! Her again. And she's like, Oh gosh. And then he gets bitten by a snake. And uh she goes to suck the poison out, they take him to a hospital. That was pretty gross. Um, I didn't like that. And it's in the hospital that she, that Julia tells Caitlin Devers, uh, Lily, that Deaver, sorry, that uh, yeah, he proposed. You know, it's probably not right for me, and et cetera, et cetera. Paul unfortunately hears this on the other side of the uh, curtain. But it was, but this is that conversation where like Lily tells Julia. Hey, you shouldn't be with this guy. Like, what? What is this? What are you doing? It was right there. It was the perfect it's, opportunity for Julia to be like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, it would have been a little rough with Gaday and his parents both there. Um, you know what? Sometimes but, those conversations are necessary. Right, but like, what is what is it? Time, pla- uh, time, place, and circumstance. Yeah, that was like one of the the three things that the unmarried couple needs is time, it's something right time, culture. right place, right yeah. circumstance. That moment, I don't care who's present. That was the time. That was the place, and that was the circumstance to have that conversation. Yeah, yeah. It, it just there's this movie isn't trying to be more than it is. Right. And I think you know you could listen to what we're saying, and and like you said, we're pulling on the string a little too hard. But I think this movie could have been better they're like they didn't there wasn't a whole lot of care put in this movie it was literally just george and julia are fun let's do something in a tropical place go have a good time that's that's fine 
and and ultimately like this movie is going to make itself some money its budget was only 60 million it's made 163 oh all right uh so it's you know it's doing fair for what for what it is um but like as we we see a lot of movies and we understand some movies have different um goals and aims than others do but like i don't know this this movie could have been could have been tighter you know like i guess like i think i think this movie has a premise that could have not necessarily been an all-time rom-com but like because rom-coms are in such a weird place now where they're like they're they're kind of they have like a a a resurgence on like netflix but in like the theaters are kind of up and down and i think this is sort of like you could have done more with this than you did um so, so they go up to they go to the top of this other place that Gaudet recommends they go to. Gorgeous views, love all around, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, we find out that Gaudet's boat is drifting off to sea because George Clooney didn't tie it off correctly, and now they are stuck on this island. Well, apparently not an island because they could motorcycle back to. I think it's just a, a secluded just, beach. Yeah. Okay. So they're they're basically like far away from civilization. Yeah. Um. And it starts to rain. They look for shelter. Uh, G'day's pissed. I would be too. That boat seemed pretty essential. Yeah. Um, it, start, it starts to rain. They take shelter. And Julie Roberts and, and Lily are building a fire. Julie Roberts says, there's some matches in my purse. Which, why? In, in the year 2022, why? Yeah, not pulling on that thread. Um. <laughs> Lily goes through the purse and finds the rings that Julia Roberts stole. Which my thought was, why are they in your purse? Why did you still why have are, them? Why are they not like in your room? Anyway. Yeah. So Lily, Lily gets pissed, you know, and he, she and uh, G'day's kind of storm off. Well, because, she gets pissed at him too because he knew. Right. Because he. Just with intuition. He, yeah, he had figured it out. And we kind of learned that when uh, there's the, uh, the dolphin bite. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, you just like he, he says something under his breath. It, again, thin, thinly veiled. Like it's they're not very doing a very good job. Honestly, I don't even know how he learned it. Like he saw them at the ring ceremony. They didn't look like they were being like overly like. Oh wow, who could have seen that? Like, they like I said, like, it was just intuition. Yeah, I just but I don't I don't know. I anyway. didn't appreciate their conversation either. Lillian Gaday's. Of like, she's like, I just, I'm so certain of this. Look, I'm, st- I'm here in this jungle with the moon and a waterfall, and all I can see is you. And I was like, girl, please. Yeah, you're infatuated with the guy. Yes. But are you in married love with there's, the guy? There's been nothing to indicate that that is the case. Come on. <laughs> and, and, it, and then everything's fine. And somehow, and it's this, this is mirrored by... George and Julia, they're sitting under this makeshift cover during the rain at night. They sort of have a conversation about, like, how they feel. And then the next morning they wake up and they go see the sunrise on top of the mountain. And they, they kiss for a second. And then it's like, oh, we can't possibly. Oh, we, we, why would we do that? It was kind of funny, though. I did really I feel, felt that, like, jump apart from them to like blah no uh like oh you're like my best friend please don't know but but like here's the here's the thing with this is where we can talk about their actual relationship clearly they have chemistry throughout the movie like we've established that even when they hate each other they have this this tit for tat energy why are they getting back together i don't know like i mean i guess it's a thing of like the 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 way that they operate, I guess, which is sort of evidenced, is that they don't necessarily do things the logical way. They just do things the, in a way where it makes them feel good, which those people do exist in the world. Sure, but like, I don't get the I don't get the feeling that they love each other. Oh, I did. Really? Yeah. I just it was a thing of they didn't convince me that they were like, OK, let's get back together. Like, it was more of a thing of, yeah, why not? <laughs> like, it, it didn't feel very, like, the same way that, I guess, the other relationship is. It's just sort of a, yeah, let's do it. Yeah. That yeah, feels good. Like Yeah, I know. Uh, all right. 
I guess. Um. Uh. Anyway, uh, Lillian and G'day find these uh, motorcyclists that are going to take them back. And this was the other genuine laugh that I know you got. Oh, I don't know if it was a laugh. I mean, maybe it was a laugh. But, like, the person who is on the motorcycle to help take them back to civilization is the obnoxious flight seatmate. She just, like, comes out from the trees. And I swear, I, I must have been, I don't know what happened, but I... You, you had a reaction. I was, I just audibly <laughs> gasped. I don't know why. Like, loud, loud moment in the theater. Everybody heard me for sure. It was just this big, like, oh my gosh. I don't know. It was, <laughs> it was kind of funny. I, it was, it was, it was funny that it was her and it was funny to hear your reaction of like, ah, yeah. <laughs> there, they, there they are. It's like, yep. Um, they get the ride back. They get ready for because that's the wedding day. They got to get back on time. Correct. Um, they go to get ready. They have everybody sort of having these hushed conversations. Uh, uh, George and Julia have a conversation about, oh, Paul proposed to me again. Uh, you know, I said no. Oh, OK. What does that mean? Paul then went to go paddleboarding. Yeah, Paul. Paul was still there. He wanted to go paddleboard. Uh, then. Julia and Lily have a conversation in the bedroom, like when they're getting ready. Um, and then uh, Good Day and his parents, who we meet them earlier in the movie, we meet the whole family. They're kind of fun. They're a fun bit. It was a very fun, you know, very nice demonstration of, of a culture that I'm unfamiliar with. Yeah. Um, so I, I can't speak to it. Like being a faithful representation, I have no reason to assume that it's not. But it was a simple representation, yeah. very very surface level um, stuff. Um, and then they have the wedding ceremony, and you know, and you the did... other ceremony, and the other ceremony, and the other ceremony. Right, and they get to the point where like they have to stab this uh, palm uh, mat. mat with a ceremonial knife. Caitlin Deaver looked gorgeous. Her dress was really pretty. Her hair was really pretty. Her makeup was really pretty. She was really pretty. I liked what they did with that. Um, oh, and of I mean, this is the best thing that the movie did. It gave us an opportunity to see George Clooney in a tuxedo. Of course. Yes. Because, <laughs> you know, he has to have a tuxedo wherever he goes. Uh, not- I mean, just. I think I felt it felt a little shoehorned, but I wasn't mad at it. Would, at all. I mean, he's the only one in the tuxedo because yeah. everybody else is in this like traditional dress or flowing stuff, and then he's just wearing his, you know, tailored designer tux as as George Clooney is wont to do. Um, and like they're about to the the whole thing is like you stab this mat, it shows that the things are coming together, and that it's like a commitment sort of thing. Um. And right before Gaday's about to stab it, he's like, oh, you know, oh, right. The, the whole right time, right circumstances. We don't have all three of them. We don't have the right circumstances because we haven't gotten the blessing from her parents because they've been clearly trying to manipulate us this whole time. Uh, and then it's, you know. It's the climactic moment where George Clooney b- gives this blessing and all that. And, and then everything is everything's happily ever after. But why does he give the blessing? Yeah, that that was, again, a weak point. Like, I thought that that was supposed to be like a poignant moment where, like, you know, we've come around on our relationship. We've come around on your relationship. We love you. We love this. Go do it. And part maybe part of it's in George Clooney's delivery. where he's kind of being like squirrely about it. Yeah. Um, Part of it's just the movie doesn't do a good job of setting any of this up. It just sort of like this is what needs to happen at this point. Um. And they, they say it, and then, you know, they, they go to do it. A couple of other start stops is like a, a gag. Then they stab the thing, and everybody's married, and good time. Um, George Clooney's staring wif- wistfully at the ocean for a minute. Gets dragged back to the, uh, the party. Next day, they're all going to leave. Uh, George and Julia are going to go get on the boat. And they're all saying their tearful goodbyes. They get on the boat. George and Julia just sort of like, Lock eyes, hold hands. They say something. They say some stuff. I wasn't listening. Yeah, it's and it's like you know what? Oh, we're we're gonna jump off this boat now, and it's like, oh, okay. (laughs) 
Yeah, I don't know. At that They're point, they jump I off was... the boat and, and stay there forever, and that's the movie ends with them jumping off the boat. Yeah, I was really disappointed by that because of the groundwork that they did lay down. It was the the lake stuff and like everything revolving them surrounded this house and the lake and whatever and you know it's like oh if they're gonna get back together it's gonna be you're we're gonna see this moment with the house on the lake the place where everything was going right for them and then you never do yeah i felt really i, I disappointed I, that i didn't get to see that i did feel that was like a anticlimactic ending like they're they're i are they saying that they're gonna live in bali now i don't know i i don't think so that's what I took it to be that like, let's get, you know what? We have all these things that we're attached to at home that, that drive us apart. Let's find true happiness here in this paradise. Like our daughter has, I think that's what the idea is. I mean, the fact that we don't know outright is telling the movie. The movie is underwritten. Yes. The movie is underwritten. It doesn't flesh out a whole lot of things. It leaves the ending kind of whatever this goes back to what i said at the beginning of i don't understand how this got made or why this got made not not like structurally like how but yeah. just like what were george and julia doing that they were like yeah let's do this one yeah well they're executive producers on it but they they're probably producers on everything they do now. yeah like that's it, not a as far as the um production notes on this thing go uh it's a co-production between a whole bunch of know film houses that you've never heard of uh well maybe working title i've seen um it was written by these two people uh old parker and daniel papipsky or pipsky sorry uh with uh old parker oliver all parker uh he wrote and directed mama mia here we go again i did get i did get mama mia vibes i thought about that with the sweeping vistas and and that yeah. sort of thing He's uh, married, was married, is married to Tandy Newton. Nice. Uh, anyway, it, they, were, they wrote the screenplay. They went to go direct it. It was announced by Universal. It was starring Julia Roberts and George Clinton. Like, there's not a whole lot behind it here. It's just sort of, they wrote this movie. They directed the movie. They got, obviously, had their connections to get it sold. They got... Once they get George Clooney and Julia Roberts on board, it's like, oh, yeah, rom-com, George Clooney, Julia Roberts. Let's make this thing. Eh. I stand by what I said. It's, it's Danny and Tess and their daughter. And it's silly. <laughs> I mean, that's how you have to take it. Just be like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, I guess Universal was reluctant to sell this movie to a streamer. Why? This is perfect streaming content, in my opinion. Because they, I think the, the way that it's written here is they're trying to, uh, it was part of the idea of like, these are two movie stars still. This can be something that we put in the theaters and make money off of. Because it's, it's two stars doing their thing. You love watching George and Julie on screen. And to an extent, I mean, that's what got us there, right? If this was... Yeah, If this fair. was... Uh, the Say everybody is the same, except you take out George Clooney and Julia Roberts, and you put in, I don't know, Christina Applegate and John Krasinski. You know, whatever. Uh, and you put that on Netflix. That's a Netflix movie. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not a movie movie. Hey. That's not a theater movie. I'm not just trying to think about John Krasinski and Christina Applegate. <laughs> I was trying to just, they were just the people that came to my head. I don't know why. Um, I was just trying to think of like, not movie star level actors, but like, people that have been in Netflix level. Oh, like, like Miles Teller and, I don't know. Well, I'm trying to think of like, people that would be parent age. Oh, that's true. Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. It's it just like this movie, this movie got made. Oh, right. They're supposed to be parents. This movie got made because you have George Clooney and Julie Roberts. Again, but like, how did they, how did they get on board with it? I, I swear they just wanted to go on vacation. I'm sure there's, there's a conversation somewhere about it, but um, 
yeah, I it's it is what it is. It's it's underwritten, and uh, you know, I, I think as we talk about it, I'm trying. Maybe I'm reconsidering my uh, my my rating of it. But like, I still think at the end of the day, it did what it was designed to do. Yep. Like you, it you're there to just. It knows it's a six. It's not trying to be a 10. Yeah, it right. knows it's a six. And like, it's maybe a five. Yeah. I mean, it's what, uh, it's what was average. the response? It's average. Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 57%. Oof. Uh, 57% positive well, with see, an average rating of 5.6. That's 6. almost a six. Uh, their, their consensus reads, Ticket to Paradise may not send viewers all the way to the promised land, but this reunion of a pair of megawatt stars is still agreeably is still an agreeably frothy good time, which isn't wrong. Correct. It, it's not. Again, like if we made this with other people, this movie, we wouldn't be talking about this movie. We simply wouldn't be. Anyway, I think uh, I think we've said all we can say here. What do you think? I agree. Let's wrap this thing up. And that was our discussion on Ticket to Paradise, which, as we said, you know, fun, enjoyable because of Julia Roberts and George Clooney, but probably a little underwritten overall. And no, no um, titular song played. No Ticket to Paradise was played. No, <laughs> that's, uh, that's correct. Not a bad thing, though, but just... I don't know. It's been stuck in my head ever since we decided to go see it. <laughs> yeah, you think they would have at least played it like in the opening credits or something, or or upon arrival, or maybe at the end when there's little like '80s style freeze frame at the oh, end of yeah. the movie. Like, yeah, I've got. It's like, oh, you know what? Let's let's make this jump, and then they jump off the boat. I've got two tickets to Paris, and then just you know, yep, play into the credits. That could have been it, and then right into the to the looper reel, which again, blooper reel, more most enjoyable part of the, the blooper reel. Honestly, I I've. I want to watch the blooper reel again because that was just delightful. Yeah. Um, so thank you for listening uh, to this wonderful adventure through the movies again. Um, we're now like we, we've gotten through the dry period. Now we've got a whole we've actually got too much movie to see now and maybe not enough time. We, maybe we have a business not schedule, enough time. So we're going to try to get. We don't it, have but. any weekends available for the rest of the year. So. I don't know how we're going to make this work, but we're oh, going to try we'll, our we'll, best. We'll squeeze it in. Uh, movies that are, are completely on the table, you know, coming up. Um, we've got Glass Onion, the Knives Out sequel. Uh, it's in theaters for a limited time. We'll be on Netflix, uh, I think, Christmas? It's in, I think it's in, the. I thought it was in theaters for a week, and then it's going to be on Netflix after that. Yeah. We're, we're going to try to see that. Uh, you know, quickly, because I know that's something that everyone's going to want to know about. Um, we could probably won't, but there's that <laughs> the Disney animated feature Strange World, which flopped hard. So hard. Uh, Let me find that thing that I sent you, because I just want to. It's one of those movies sure that, that like. Right. We know it's bad. Oh, the, here the we go. The reviews have said it's bad. This was from Variety sure. on November 24th, which was two days ago. Yep. Strange World grossed a disappointing $4.2 million on Wednesday as it eyes a five-day haul of under $24 million. That's a terrible result for Disney's $180 million budgeted ad animated adventure. Because, again, that was... I sent that to you, and I said... Stop putting Jake Gyllenhaal in things. <laughs> Laughs in Prince of Persia. Well, so it's a movie that you put it out Thanksgiving weekend. It's supposed to be the fa like Disney's family movie for the long weekend. You put it out early on that Wednesday. Well, you've got Jake Gyllenhaal. You've got Dennis Quaid. Like, there's people that you know of in this Gabrielle movie. Gabrielle Union's in that movie. Gabrielle Union, you, yeah. The problem is, it's also going up against Black Panther. Also going up if against families Black haven't yeah. seen Black Panther, they're going to take Thanksgiving weekend to do so. Yeah, that was stupid on Disney's part. Thanks, Chapek. <laughs> well, he's he's out the door now, um, which we didn't talk about. But, um, you know, maybe we'll get into Chapek Bob Iger at some point. But uh, will we see that movie? Uh, really there's other there's so many other things i want to so see instead things. i would love to see it just for science but uh you know 
Uh, there's also She Said, which is the uh, the Harvey Weinstein trial movie. Yeah, I'm sad that movie flopped, but um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's some sort of internal collusion in that regard. And it just wasn't like marketed like at all. Yeah, I didn't. I like. I thought it was coming out later into the award season, um, but the fact that it came out Thanksgiving weekend was it was a surprise. Um, th- but again, that's the st- it's based on the New York Times reporting of the. Harvey Weinstein uh, scandal and the Me Too movement. So that's going to be an interesting uh, film when we get there. We definitely want to see that because I think that will come around awards time. Um, There's also The Menu, which is uh, a a very interesting thriller with Anga Taylor-Joy, Nicholas Holt, uh, Ray Fiennes. Um, The Fablemans, the Steven Spielberg film, which is getting... Great reviews. I've heard Can't nothing but great things about it. I'm very excited. Very excited to see that. So that's just a, a sampling of of what's coming out. You know, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Pass. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, we'll get to all those soon. And in the meantime, you can listen to some of our back catalog. We just started recording new episodes again. Uh, we had a brand new. We talked about Black Panther or mentioned Black Panther a minute ago. Full review, spoiler breakdown of the Black Panther film, uh, Wakanda Forever, um, if you want to get into the uh, spoilers of all that and, and it's, go, go see that movie, man. Like, it's, it's great. Um, and if you're going to look for all those reviews and everything else, where would they find those reviews and everything else, Alex? On Instagram at a.z underscore movie review. And you can also follow us on Twitter a underscore z underscore movie review um where we're going to be more active uh posting movie news and things like that uh now that uh all of our schedules are free up a little bit more during the week and uh our weekends are busy but you know our, our weekdays are opening up a little bit anyway and we're not gonna be covid stricken yes we're at least immune from that for a few months get now. boosted wear your masks let's just be done with this please yeah um but until then, until the we, we get through all this and we see something else and talk to you again. We'll see you at the movies.